You're listening to the Amber Wetterer. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald Reprobates podcast with myself, Derek. And myself, James. This is episode 50, that a uh, half a century. Starting to get old now, feeling the creaks and the aches and what have you. No, I'm, I can't. Yeah, you guess. This is the man who <laughs> fucking messages me the other day while I'm in work and I'm going, uh, what's the chances of you getting up uh, in the middle of the night to help me deliver some news? Yeah. <laughs> Looking, I think I passed me. I didn't know it was contagious. My old man <laughs> syndrome of the week prior, but James mm. seems to have caught it anyway. He's injured this week. Oh yeah, what's wrong with you? Uh, everything, just general back trouble. Something is you can't describe to anybody. Yeah, it hurts. You and can't again, do much. We've already established how unempathetic we are, yeah. so you can sit there in agony and I'll just laugh at you. Although I then hurt my shoulder this morning exercising, so really I'm starting to think like I don't maybe care get, back. Yeah, maybe getting too old for this shit altogether. Um what's you call it? Yeah, so give out about hmm? uh trying to asking people to do you a favor. Not you, you were the yes. last resort because I knew oh, you. Oh was I thanks, I thought I was forced. Yeah, no. <laughs> no <laughs> people you Ask him a few quid and ask you to give you a dig out. Yeah. Nah, nobody wants to help. No. Like I say, for me, it was, it wasn't the time I would have happily got up in the middle of the night and It was just over. the day. It was the day that was in it. It was Easter morning, so I have two kids to get up with, you know, all excited about Easter. It was also Louise's birthday, and yeah. we had also planned to go to my ma's for breakfast that morning for like 10 o'clock. Now, I would have made that. I definitely would have made I would have made the breakfast thing, but the whole thing of... You know, it's I mean, it, yeah, it's second fiddle only to Christmas. Is saying like, you know, you weren't here Christmas morning, yeah. like you know that sort of way. So unfortunately, I could not oblige. But yeah, you would imagine there's a few people you could have called upon that have absolutely nothing going on, and happily, given nope. that you are willing. To, I mean, let's explain. You are willing to just drive us around. Yeah, I just had to literally jump in and out of the car and run in with the papers into the domestic yeah. paper route. Like, That's why I drive you to the house. Say, go in there. Yeah, throw it under this rock or this yeah. bush or whatever. Yeah, that's it. Well, there was a call put out on Facebook wow. and I was looking for it because there's money involved to telling people where money is at each house I wanted somebody I knew yeah of course to yeah, do yeah. this so uh, uh, family members mate or family members mate's sister and she wanted to bring her boyfriend as well so a family outing oh fuck that in the car yeah you don't want to help out you don't three people and 150 papers in a car doesn't work no, but not only that, but either you're going to help somebody for a few quid or you're not. You know, that sort of way. Like, it's no, yeah. well, yeah, you know, I'll help you out, but it's not good enough that you're my brother's mate's cousin. I don't feel safe enough that I want to now bring my boyfriend. Yeah. Like, you know like, what I mean? Either t- take the job or don't take the job. But don't. And how old was this chick? I'd say mid-twenties, early to mid-twenties. Yeah, well old enough to fucking have some sort of cop on. They're not some kid, yeah. like, you know. Um, and she, if she didn't want to do it. Hmm. Don't do it. Don't don't start adding conditions to your, yeah, your don't, employment. Yeah, don't put yourself forward. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Adding unreasonable conditions to your one night's fucking employment. Yeah. Like just help now. Somebody who's hurt their back. Yeah, it's a weird one, all right. It really is. You know, but that's why I, I've often said, you know, that here we are, myself and yourself, hetero life mates <laughs> at this stage, where it is. You know, I know that I could call you for a hand with something and vice versa like I said there was exceptional circumstances here why I couldn't help you but other than that I'd have happily 
got up to, it would have been a bit of crack you'd have got up with the dust around it have been yeah. went back to bed when I got home and that would have been that like you know that's all like but no there is that's why I always maintain that you know this the, you know a lot of people like to claim that they're friends they boy guarantee you that a lot well, a lot of what they're calling their friends like mm. that you call on them when you're in a bind or you need a hand yeah. or you want to paint the house or you want to do this you want to do that whatever it is those people aren't answering that call that's you know what I mean? So to me, that's not friends. It's not. I'm going to quote the Jovi. Yeah, oh, lovely. Living on a prayer? I don't know which song. There's a song that the Jovi's talking about these mates he had when he was a kid. And he still considers them his best mates years later. The line is, if he got that call in the dead of night, he'd be right by their side. Okay. And that's what I'm asking for. I have a question. Yes. Why do you know Jovi lyrics? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! You, you, you gotta, you gotta come out at me with something a little bit more solid um, than that. Like. Back in the day, I, one of the first albums I had was the Jovi one. Am I mistaken in saying you've seen the Jovi as well? I have. Yeah. That was terrible. One of no, the worst concerts I've ever okay, been to. Okay, you, did you walk out? No. Okay. I've never. Uh, you can't one, redeem one, your, one concert I walked out of. You cannot <laughs> redeem yourself by saying you know it was terrible. You were there. Yes. You were at the Jovi. You're now quoting Jovi yes. lyrics. Yes. I'm starting to question <laughs> me friendship right now. Right about now, is there I'm kind of going. I thought I knew this guy. Like you know, I thought, I thought we were I thought we were buddies. <laughs> like you know, but uh, yeah. Um, I've also seen Brian Adams while we're at it. You seen Brian Adams yeah. as well? Oh my God! How did that happen? There was a girl involved in that one. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I, I will. I will allow that. Because I have seen Justin Timberlake, yeah. so therefore I, I shall see your Brian Adams and ra- raise you a Justin Timberlake. Yeah, now, um, I suppose now though, while we are sitting here now, our Lord and Saviour has been and gone. He's yes. been up, got the eggs, legged it again. Yeah, left us some eggs. Left us some eggs, it's all good. Actually, the funny thing was, um, I wasn't sure, you know, we both have access to the accounts, like Twitter and what have yes. you and all. And um, I don't know if you get the same pop-up notifications that I do and you know when people respond or like and what have you and there was a thing through the, the website um, and it was somebody oh, about the, zombie Jesus or something yeah, like that the email wasn't it yeah and I kind of went oh James must have posted something you know what I mean I just clicked <laughs> in to check what it was and it wasn't it was actually my post from last year and it was what I was <laughs> nearly saying again this year kind of going that if I came back from the dead and all that I got was chocolate eggs to commemorate it like I'd be fairly pissed off but I think yeah. I actually closed it out nicely with now go work on your diabetes you fat bastards yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah people found that again this year so there you go we are Excellent. relevant every year Jesus zombies and diabetes what more are you going to be looking up on Easter Sunday, you know? Um, what? Oh, yes. Uh, something else that's kind of that I wanted to talk about was... Um, I've got some questions for you, right? Okay. Now, I'm going to get tea before, before you ask you get, Yes, you got to hustle for tea. I should prepare my questions. I have them here. These are really hot button, hot topic. I have spent a lot of time and effort in formulating these questions, getting them together. I'm... Uh, yeah, you might want to throw a drop of cow juice in there or it'll just scald them out at me. Back to my questions. I'm sitting down here, like that's orange juice, James. You do not want to put that in your tea. Um, it should be middle shelf, yeah. If you can find it behind all the eggs and whatnot. Uh, eggs and carrots, everything the Easter bunny needs. Come on, pour that motherfucker. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna handle this like I don't get to sit down with you weekly. Like this is possibly a once-in-a-lifetime chance for me to sit down and ask you some questions, right? No, the cheesecake's all gone. It didn't last very long. Now, are you ready? Yes. Now, bear in mind, 
I don't got to talk to you every day. I don't sit down with you every week. This is the mindset I need you to be in okay. to answer this. Want honesty because these are really well thought out, informative kind of questions, right? Now, I'm 37. Yes. I am in fairly good health and I was just wondering, is there any chance that I could get into the UFC as a ring girl? No. Don't answer me just yet. Just wait now. These are rhetorical sort of questions. Where's your forehead begin? Wait. Hold on. Now, I believe your mother wasn't around when you were a kid. Are you wearing your father's or your wife's knickers tonight? Alright. Just wait. Now, that scar on your face, when are you going to get it fixed? It's not very attractive. Okay. Do these sound in any way like the questions you would expect to hear at a sporting conference uh, no no I, I can't I, I, think of a sport in the world that any of those questions would be relevant to I watch football a lot of football and the big press conference guy is Jose Mourinho I've never seen him being asked that He's a fairly funny guy, but he's never been asked any have of you those, ever seen, those questions. Have you ever seen two rival managers sitting down and answering questions at the same time? No. But let's say you did. Would you expect somebody to stand up and ask one manager of the other, what does his pussy smell like? No, I can't imagine Arsenal fans standing up and asking Sir Alex Ferguson yes. that question. Yeah, what does Wenger's pussy smell like? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, okay. Now, let me flash back here and give you what this is. This is... The UFC 189, Conor McGregor versus Jose Aldo World Tour press conference, which came to the conference centre in Dublin on Tuesday the 31st of March. Okay. So, here we have a World Tour started in Brazil, went all through North America, Canada, and finishes up in Dublin, Ireland. And they gave out, now they were free tickets, now it was forced, I think it was two and a half, nearly 3,000 people got in, and that was it. First jobless shite bag. Now you have it. 100%. <laughs> I don't know what fucking dole queue emptied itself into the fucking conference center, but it was it was one of these things where I like McGregor as a fighter. It's one of these things where the, how are we going to get there? Let's buzz down. Yes. Let's stall it down, get a fucking bag of cans, maybe a bag of sniff, and let's buzz down to this conference yeah. and have a bit of fucking crack. It's going to be gas buzz. Yeah. Like, you know? There's a Lewis station, for those not in Dublin, yeah, pretty tram, much. right behind this, and these are the people who wouldn't get off at that station. They're too stupid to get off at the right station. They had to get off four stops earlier. Yes, and buzz down. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, this conference goes ahead, and... You have what I can only describe as the biggest gathering of fucking scrotes that Dublin could cough into the conference centre on any given day. Now, I do not doubt that there was an element of mixed martial arts fan there because the conference was broken to kind of two halves. There was the first half, which was the kind of media scrum for McGregor and Aldo. There was a second half, which brought out uh, six or seven Irish mixed martial artists that are, cur- that are currently fighting on the UFC. And there was much more intelligent questions in the second half. Yeah, it wasn't but, a very but, interesting uh, interview because none of them are particularly up to yeah, much. By the 26 people who stayed. Exactly. But the first half of it, it was shocking. It was so fucking bad. I actually have it here now. In minutes. It okay? was so bad it made Joe Duffy. 
Yes, a mate Joe Duffy, resident fucking Elvin call-in show. The, you know, people love, you know, you call Joe Duffy when you want to piss and moan yeah, about something. A, a this made Joe at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yes, this made Joe Duffy the following day. But anyway, the the first half of the conference, uh, it's on YouTube. I will pop the link up on the website. You'll find it on emeraldreprobates.com. It's on our UFC's YouTube channel, but it's about 50 minutes long. So you've got about five minutes of ole, 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 all this bullshit, right? Then you've got about five minutes, like, you know, where the lads come out, and then there's another couple of minutes of them actually showing the little promo video for the fight. And then they had about four media people hang back, because there was a proper media scrum beforehand. They had about four of them hang back just to set the ball rolling with some legitimate questions. And then enter minute 17, first non-fucking media representative steps up to the microphone. We get... Ba- I, these are I've shorthanded some of these questions. Basically, you know, question for Jose: Are you going to cry like a little bitch when he kicks your arse? This is for this is at seventeen minutes. At twenty-one minutes, a guy steps up. Now, bear in mind, there's about three or four minutes of ole ole, and you and everybody's roaring again. About twenty-one minutes, a guy steps up and actually suggests that maybe Connor and the crowd. He understands that like he's the hometown guy now, but maybe they should show a little respect to Aldo. Well, <laughs> needless to say, he wasn't on the mic for fucking long. He was booed over, he was lifted over. And what I thought was really disrespectful was the fact that McGregor didn't give an inch on that and didn't agree with him for a second. Or He was actually... McGregor was no better than one of the fucking scrotes in the crowd. Because bear in mind, at this stage, McGregor's after slamming his feet up onto the table, giving it all this, I'm the king of Dublin, and then stands up and pulls the belt off of the table in front of Jose, which to me was a complete fucking dud move. Yeah, I've seen a... Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns fighting over a belt, belt like that in the WWE last week. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like McGregor's giving it. I mean, and I know part of it is the showmanship. I know part of it is the whole squaring up and saying what you want. It's the whole let me at him. When you know you're stood there in a fucking three-piece suit, there's no way the two yous are getting at each other. So you can give it all this yeah. sticking out the chest and come at me, come at me all you want. But to actually go over and pull the belt, I thought was just completely disrespectful. Like It was just... It showed no class, it showed no professionalism, it showed him for the fucking toe rag that he is. Good fighter he may be, but he's a fucking toe rag, like. Then, anyway, we go on, 26 minute, that's when the guy stands up and explains he's 37, he's in fairly good health, blah, 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 any chance he could get into the UFC as a ring girl. This is, I mean, he puts this to Dana White, you get, you get, a, you get your moment to stand up and speak to one of the most influential men, possibly the most influential man in mixed martial arts. You know, that sort of way. And yeah. that's what you put on. 28 minutes. A that's because he's mad. He told the lads, I'm going to do this yeah. and all. See, this was the worst thing that happened was, like that, there was a spotlight shone on every one of these when this was happening. And the cameras were torn to them and all. Like, this was the worst yeah. thing that could happen. 28 minutes, some guy with an already accent stands up, basically says, uh, have you ever heard the saying, Chucky Arla? Then just pauses, goes, Jose, fuck you. <laughs> and walks off. But there, every one of them... Like, after they've said their piece, like, throws their hands in the air, like, they've just said the best fucking thing yeah. that anyone's ever heard. And they're all looking for that cheap pop, like, you know? 30 minutes, that's yeah, when you're... Ma- no rock on giving it to Yeah, the it's not the rock mentioning that the town he's wrestling yeah. in for a cheap pop, like, you know? Uh, 30 minutes was where the guy says, he brings up the fact that Jose Aldo's mother wasn't around or something like that, and says, are you wearing your father's or your wife's knickers tonight? Uh, 31 minutes, some guy just asks, where's your forehead begin? He, the guy's a shaved head. That mm. question makes no sense. 
uh, 33 minutes, that's when somebody stood up and says, uh, you're going to get that scar fixed, it's not attractive. I mean, what the fuck? 44 minutes, somebody says, you know, what's this pussy smell like? Now, bear in mind, we're at 44 minutes now. The thing's only about 50 minutes long. That's pretty much about where it rounds up and then they get up and they square off for photos and that's that. Now, there was one or two Brazilians in the crowd stood up and wanted to say stuff and they were met with the height of disrespect of not only people like booing and olaying olaying over them so that question couldn't be heard but actually holding the flag up in front of them and mm. w at one point somebody's actually like, like kind of nearly ratting and whipping them with a fucking flag and all just the height of disrespect and just scumbaggery plain and simple fucking toe rags is all that was at it yes it was Which, uh, it, it was disgusting to watch it really was but it's the typical irish particularly dublin guy Oh yeah, it's this no brain dead. Yeah, it's this brain dead pisshead. Bear in mind, this thing took place in the late afternoon, and a lot of these lads, like I say, say collected their fucking doll and went straight on the fucking piss. That yeah. was it. Bottom line. Now I do know of a few lads that went into it now. So like I said, I'm not doubting that there was. We're not tiring everybody with one brush here. But judging by the noise of the crowd, judging by the people that got to the microphone and got to ask questions and all, I gotta say it's a fucking 60-40 or 70-30 split yeah. here, which was fucking scrotes being the majority like, you know? That's it. We probably mentioned this before, if not on air, definitely to each other. We wouldn't go to oh, no. uh, UFC no, event. if they do this whole if they do this whole stadium thing and all, and they're still talking about it supposedly and all. Like I literally, yeah, I don't think I'd actually go because no. I was at the I was at the O2 last year or the tree or whatever the fuck it the is point. now. Yeah, the old point, and I was a little apprehensive even at that because at nine thousand people, they're not all going to be fans. But mm. I have to say, the crowd was fairly educated, fairly well behaved. It was it was a good atmosphere. But that ain't, that's not going to be the same scenario no, when you're talking 80,000 yeah. in a fucking stadium. It's going to be. And it, plus, he's gotten more and more credibility, so to speak, mm. amongst all these shite bags. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, whatever happens in the stadium, you have to get home afterwards. Oh, it's going to be, be worse outside. Yeah, it would be fucking bedlam, is all I could say. And the amount of fucking idiots... I mean, I could say this being the owner of a, a proud beard, but the amount of idiots with fucking just beards and top knots, <laughs> like, they're like, yeah. you're like, for fuck's sake, I mean, you can't, you're just emulating the guy, you're copying him, like, I mean, yeah. that's like something I possibly would have done when I was 15, going to a Green Day concert, was maybe, you know, you, know, you put, might put fucking... Put on the black shirt and the red tie. And the red tie, I know, I was a little old at that stage, but yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about, that sort of crap, like, you know. But these are grown men yes. in their twenties like and thirties. the Jovi and got that perm. Yeah, you went down, got the big hair going on, opened the shirt down to the fucking yeah. belly button, got the fake chest hair going on and all. Yeah, it was beautiful. But no, it was. It was one of them things where, and I don't want to hear, I don't give me any of this bullshit of supposedly like he McGregor wasn't met with the best of reception in Brazil. I don't care. I'm not Brazilian. I wasn't yeah. there. I'm Irish. I'm fucking, this is my country, this is my fucking hometown, and that's what's fucking stepping up, and that's what the light has been shone on. It is, it's brilliant. You know, that sort of way, absolute fucking, I, I was disgusted, I, I watched it purely for research purposes, just to see how bad it was, and it, I, I was cringing watching it, I was nearly tearing up my passport and denouncing my nationality yeah. watching it, it was fucking, that's it. It was so bad. This like, St. Patrick's Day, Arthur's Day, because you have all these... Scrolls buzz into town, wrap themselves on a flag, and say, yeah. I'm Irish. Yeah, when a flag is part of your attire, yeah, you yeah. are not the, the person I want to be associating with. It is, and this time next year, 
the Easter Bank Holiday weekend is the 100 year anniversary of the 1916 Oh, that's going to be great crack. Oh, it's yeah. going to be awesome. Oh, all of a sudden, everyone's a fucking Republican, yeah. like, you know, that sort of way. For those who don't know, it's 100 years ago, a bunch of lads broke into a couple of buildings around Ireland and took on the British Army, got twatted, and it's It was it's basically great. the start of our independence yeah. as a republic again, you know, that sort of way. But, um, you know, it's going to be, it was already, it was commemorated this year as well. They done a... A march into town and then there was a reenactment thing on Moore Street now because a couple of my cousins were part of it and um, they'd be part of some Sinn Féin thing in Cabra like and they marched from the club in Cabra down to Parnell Street and then down to the GPO and there was a bit of a speech apparently and then they went down and that, that's great because this is that core group that's actually into it yeah that this is their heritage they're proud of it and that's brilliant because, you know, be into what you want to be into. It's, you know what I mean? As long as you're not forcing down someone else's neck or whatever. If this is what you're into and you're harming nobody else and you want to dress up like a soldier and reenact the, the taking of the building on Moore Street and all, brilliant. Have at it. It's great. It's a great bit of crack. But next year, it's going to be a scroll piss up. Like, you know what I mean? It's going to be just every fucking shy bag. And you know for sure there's going to be some bother somewhere. Yeah, somebody's going to have an English accent somewhere. Yeah, and it's going to get a fucking kick in and all. Like, yeah. You know the sort of way? When they'd have walked down the street, any any of the other 364 days yeah. of the year, and nobody would the have bat an eyelid the, the at them. The day before, no problem. Yeah, nobody would have bat an eyelid at them. I even had, over this McGregor thing, I actually even had, um, this will tell you, this is literally the bandwagon type mentality. I've, I've nothing against newcomers to a sport. Like, you know I mean, that's yeah, how it grows and builds. Yeah, I can be a bit snobbish and kind of go, yeah, well, I've been into the UFC since 93 and blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, you can take that, that high horse. And I do a little, you know, that sort of way. But what happened was, I didn't know who had posted the link. But you know when on Facebook somebody else likes or comments and you see the link, blah, blah, blah. Somebody posted the link of McGregor pulling the belt off Aldo and all. So I basically posted up and just said, you know, I really can't wait for Aldo to shut his mouth because, you know, it's, I just can't wait for it to, to put an end to this bandwagon fucking mentality that's going on. Like, you know, that sort of way. And it turns out anyway, it was some quote-unquote Irish rapper that had put this thing up. Uh, it goes by the fucking name of Lethal Dialect or something, you know? And... <laughs> It goes on then to, uh, I, I actually, I forgot to get the post up, um, but he basically went on, in response to my comment, went on and accused me of having, uh, and um, this is the closest quote as I can think off the top of my head, a, a deep-rooted um, insecurity issue or something like that, or deep-rooted, uh, oh, what was it, fucking, hang on. I yeah, from from one sentence. Yes, just wait, hang on. Right, we're going to point out that the the UFC have been editing and posting all the press conferences that around that the two boys have been on, and the MA report with from John Pollock, the Canadian, it's a Canadian podcast radio show. Yeah, have been saying that uh, it's great, it's great promotion, but they're obviously only watching what the UFC have edited together. They're not yeah, watching it's, it's, the it's typical US, Yeah, it's typical US media. You know what I mean? It's, they're, they're filtering it together, putting out the yeah. best of what's been said. And yeah. this was a great... They went to Toronto where this the, the local lads went went down to see. But there was no scumbags from no, because various parts of Dublin. It was a completely neutral crowd yeah. though as well. So yes. I just had the two boys answering qu- questions. No, I don't doubt. Like, I don't doubt. Apparently, like McGregor didn't get a great reception in Brazil, but like you know, there's a certain element of that that I will wholeheartedly say, yeah, no, yeah, he's the hometown boy. You know, the people should be behind him. But the questions that followed, and all, it was just ludicrous. Now, I I said, uh, can't wait for Aldo to shut that fill up. Bandwagon can't roll on quick enough. 
to which this guy then asked me, uh, does it trigger a deeply rooted inferiority complex in your psychology to see another Irishman being supremely confident and successful or no? So Your comment wasn't no. particularly about McGregor, it's about the fans and yes. the bandwagons. So I just wrote back, I just said, not at all. It's his behaviour that bothers me regardless of nationality. He'll always attract a certain audience though, I guess. Hence my opinion that the bandwagon can't roll on quick enough. I'm tired of hearing every random Joe Soap spouting on about a sport I know nothing about, uh, present company included. And then I just said to him, I said, you make many posts about MMA or no? I finished it off the way he <laughs> the did because thing. I had looked over his profile and this guy hasn't mentioned mixed martial arts once, ever. So then he comes back and he just says, uh, he just writes, uh, for anyone that isn't an MMA hipster, attracting an audience is usually a plus. I haven't mentioned anything about MMA here, admittedly. I don't have a major interest in it. I'm much more interested in seeing somebody from a similar background escaping the crabs in a bucket mentality to become successful, regardless of sport. It's like, what What the fuck are you talking about? Like, you know, that sort of way. It, like, it, it's, he's trying to get all, all intellectual in his fucking responses to me, but he has made no valid point whatsoever. And he, what he came back at me with, I didn't, speci- I didn't actually mention, bar saying that I can't, like, you know, bar siding that I hope Aldo wins, which I do. And I, the only reason I hope he wins is to stop this bandwagon mentality because I'm sick of it. Like, I'm fucking... Yeah, I'm like, fed up listening to it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because like I said, every fucking Tom, Dick and Harry all of a sudden is a fucking... is a, a UFC expert. Not even mixed yeah. martial arts. No, no, UFC. it's just UFC is now a sport. It's not an organisation. Yeah. It's a sport. I'm going to ask them who Al Iaquinta is. Uh, but this is the thing. But it's I like we mentioned before about the whole... Uh, the last time uh, McGregor fought. And the week before was the Jones-Cormier fight. Much bigger ramifications from the fight, much bigger card and all this. But nobody mm. could even tell you who Jones or Cormier no. was. You know, in a sort of way. It's, it's, it's good. And but like I say... NCAA titles Cormier has. Yeah. But like I say, it just, it just kind of goes to show you like that this is the mentality of this sort of fucking twat coming on and thinking he has the right to question me over my opinions on mixed mm. martial arts when he hasn't got a fucking clue. He needs to go back to spitting rhymes or whatever yeah. the fuck it is these Bad clowns do. Yeah, talking about crabs and buckets and all. I never heard that before. I have. It's uh, you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket, they can't escape because once one tries to climb up to the side, another will try and will grab them and try. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, that's the uh, Conor McGregor and all that yes. comes with it. So, bit of luck now. July eleventh. It's one of the few UFCs I think I will possibly stay up for. I think I will sleep that day and stay <laughs> up and see if I can fucking watch it live tonight because yeah, d- don't sleep. You have to go to work. Sleep when you come back. Um. Isn't be a Saturday night gig? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be grand. <laughs> I sleep when I get in from work. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good in the hood. Anyway, so that's enough about that. You know, I mean, it's, it's not about holding anybody down. It's not about disliking somebody for being successful or anything like that. It's just about the guy being a fucking shy bag and him only attracting shy bags to the sport that all I right. love. I have a question for you. Okay. Right, you had a family uh, religious ceremony by a lake. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to imagine your family's bigger than it is. And okay, I'm just picturing the Simpsons baptismal episode yeah, for some reason. We go with that. Okay. <laughs> it is. And there's a 17 year old girl there, and she's over washing her hands at the lake. At the lake. Right. And she falls in. Okay. How many members of the family are you permitting to jump in after her? To try and save her and save themselves and save well, each I'm other? Well, I'm wrong in saying that lakes generally don't have any drop offs into them. They generally. 
go in. Like they, they slope well, the, in. You, you could have some rocks. Okay, let's say she's on a rock, she falls in. Yeah. One, no, two. I'll say two yeah. just for safety's sake. That they kind of, you know, they jump in and you know, just an arm each and kind of grab her out or whatever. All right. How many people do you think in this story drown trying to rescue <laughs> yeah, a 17 year old? Okay. Um, seeing as it's on your radar, it's going to be high. I'm, I'm going to go with four. Seven. Seven people drowned. Seven people. Did the original girl drown? She drowned. Okay. And six more. Jesus wept. What? Like, where was this? Like, was it the fucking Hoover Dam or something? Like, that they were all diving off after? Like, lemmings? That didn't happen. That was, that's the lemming thing is made up. They don't do that. No, I know, but you know, you, know, you yeah. get it. But it was. Like, she fell in washing her hands. Like, either she's stupid and fell into the, the lake at the beach, or she didn't want to get her fancy. Well, who are these people? Are they're, they're Chinese? Okay, like, and they're not. We didn't lose a cure for cancer here. Like if seven of them fell into the yeah, seven of them the fell in lake. and died. Yeah, I mean that's a, it's a drop in the pond in China, like yeah. you know. But yeah, the thing that would get me now, I will wholeheartedly understand that if you can't swim or you're freaked out by water, you can get overcome very yeah. easily. Because I always remember being on holidays years ago in um, Pueli in Wales. Uh, it was like one of these Butlins type campings. Yes. And there was a girl I was going out with years ago. We were only teenagers, and I went on holiday with her family. And her brother, we came down some slide. So there was like it was all indoor, but you come down a slide, and you know the bit of water you land in. What is it, two foot of water, yeah. maybe? Like oh, as in, well. you know. So I come down anyway, splash grand. I'm kind of walking out. Her brother comes down behind me. Now this guy was a lanky streak in misery. Like he was probably taller than me, even though he was younger than me. Like, but he hits the water. Water's all in his eyes. He's not great in water. So he stands up, but he gets all disorientated and he just falls over. Now I'm talking about just <laughs> pancakes back down into the water. Stands up again, goes to the other side, goes down again. And like he just, his equilibrium obviously was just shot. Just stop falling over. And he's got water in his face, so he's just completely fucking, he's completely freaked. So this is the thing, so I'm, the lifeguard is shouting at me to get out of the pool. And I'm kind of going, well, are you going to do anything about this? Like, you know, because cause I, I actually <laughs> ran back and I had to help him up. But this was the thing, like, I mean, so I, I can understand that if you're not great with water and you get a bit disorientated yeah. or maybe when she fell forward, she hit her head. I'm going to give yeah. some benefit of doubt to the original girl, but the six after yeah, her. After the fifth uncle that goes in. Yeah, yeah. And like, what was happening? Was there a fucking cracking in this lake or something that was just pulling them under? Like, and it was Apparently. Like, one would go in as a zoomf, there goes Uncle fucking Chang. Zoomf, there goes Uncle Wang. Woof. Like, you know, what was happening? Like, that, wh- like, I don't or, know. or was there just like body after body just bobbing to the top? It's like, oh, better go in and help that one yeah. out. Whoop, fall over. There's four of them in there floating around and yeah. flailing around. Who do you go for? Yeah, because, but. If you can't swim or you're as useless in water as the first person who fell in, <laughs> you've no business being the guy who runs in to try and help her, like, you know, that's our way. Yeah, and to make it even funnier, the girl fell into the reservoir while washing up after a graveside ceremony honouring deceased relatives ah, on go. China's annual tomb sweeping day holiday. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of tomb sweeping next this, year for yeah, the, that, that's the leftovers. Yeah, that's going to be a bigger <laughs> celebration. Next year, you know, we can maybe multiply that by seven. Yeah. You know, that sort of way, because we're going to have seven more for each that went in. It'll be minimum. One, one family down that graveyard, all with life preservers and <laughs> floaty armbands on. Yeah, yeah fucking that. That was foam yeah. things for you know for swimming out with little sore half sore for foam things and those the vests you put a kid in like you know for going canoeing and shit like that yeah that's uh that's a head scratcher it that is. really is 
You know, because there was a lad died um, in Blanche last year. I think it was last year. It might be more when you think about it. But like that, somebody got into trouble down at Waterville there at the yeah. old entrance to the hospital. And this girl got into trouble and he went in after, but he got her out. But then he got into trouble and he drowned. That's different. Like that's one guy went yeah, in. He succeeded in his mission. Saves the girl. Yeah, mission successful. The guy's a hero. There you go. Grand job. Yeah. Same thing happened years ago down the canal. There was uh, a couple of lads went down. Would have been a bit younger than me, and one of them got caught, got snagged on something in the canal. They were swimming. His mate jumped in after him, managed to get him out, but he got snagged on whatever the fuck it was. I don't know a wire, a trolley. The, the, I don't know the what cracking. the fuck. The cracking, yeah. Um, and then it was just a guy was working on the rail line. Apparently, jumped in and got him out. But at that stage, he'd been deprived of oxygen for long enough to say that like there's not a whole lot going on upstairs now. He's still alive. But, you know, he's just walking around. He's a fucking shell of a lad, like, yeah. you know, there's, like, there's nothing going on upstairs at all with this kid now. You know, that sort of way. But, you know, that's a one-on-one scenario, and you accomplished your mission. Yes. You got in and you saved the person you got in to save. But to fucking, like I say, to go at it like lemmings, just one after another <laughs> diving in. You say lemmings don't do that. What are lemmings? Are lemmings actually real? They are. They are real, but there was a, I think it was a Walt Disney thing, and they wanted them... I would just know from the game, Lemmings. Yeah. But the, the original thing was they were moved from wherever they were and they were all murdered. They were all pushed off the cliff for whatever the original video was. Oh, okay. S- sounds lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Disney-like movies, yeah. <laughs> um, right, speaking of uh, one weird religion slash nationality or whatever to another, I've seen something today that just had me scratching my head kind of going... Like, at what point does religion take over practicality? Um, seeing this, Well, very easily, I think. Yeah, it depends on the religion, but uh, it won't be any shock looking at your face when I say it's Muslim. Um, seeing this girl in a tracksuit, pair of runners, a tracksuit, uh, but the Muslim headdress on, but like a set of beats over the Muslim <laughs> headdress, like this girl's out exercising, and I'm kind of going, yeah, okay, like at what point is that thing on your head practical? Like, I don't understand, I mean, obviously, okay, I'm not even going to question why it's there or what it's for, but it's there. I've seen pictures of fucking, and I've seen actually when I was in Tunisia, like, them in the sea. They're yeah. down the beach having to crack you like anybody else. There's seven of them drowning. Yeah, but they're in this fucking full rig out where you can't see... Like you see the eyes or whatever, yeah. you know, that sort of way. Now, this girl today, I, I think you could see the face. Like, it was the, and I don't know how if one is more strict than another, or yes, if it's, is, it it, is. is it married and non married, or no, what the fuck it is. Different uh, levels of strictness. Okay. But this, yeah, this one today, you could see the face. But I have seen girls, like, where you can just see the eyes and shit, and they're in the fucking sea, splashing yeah. around. This thing is soaking wet. And you're just yeah. looking kind of going... That, that's me swimming, Burke. Yeah, this, yeah, that's it, yeah. They're down in the changing room, going to get changed, like, uh, out of their fucking... Yeah, they walk around mm-hmm. Burke into their fucking nice, slick, non, non-water-absorbing yeah. Burke, like. Because you know, other than that, they just hit the fucking bottom, like, you know. But it just seemed really fucking strange, like, to see this girl. Like I say, the fact that she's so Western, like, in her Nike Air Max and her Adidas tracksuit and her Beats fucking headphones on, and she's wearing a Burke. Yeah. Like... What the fuck are you doing, That's like? She has her, her head covered, but her arse is there for everybody to see. Yeah, well, to be fair, no, she was in a full full, full coverage tracksuit. Yeah, there was no I, shorts or anything. Well, how tight is the tracksuit? Yeah, it was loose enough. But you, yeah, she, was, she wasn't wearing no Stop fucking leggings. Stop point. Yeah, she wasn't wearing leggings or a, a fucking hot yeah. pants or anything. But no, it is. It just seems really weird, like. Uh, you know, I, I can't even begin to understand it. 
you know, that in this day and age, that, and especially when you've left your country, and you're obviously, I mean, if they've got a swimming burka, I have to assume there's a jogging burka. You know, that's yeah. sort of So why isn't she wearing her jogging burka? Was it in the wash? Is it she was. going really hardcore, getting ready for her holiday? And fucking, <laughs> she was out jogging yesterday in her jogging burka, and it's now in the wash or something. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. It makes no one. sense. No, it really doesn't. But that's it. Was just an observation, anyway, when I seen this, and I just thought it was a little <laughs> bit strange. It is. It was one of those. Just it was like it was like you know, did you ever see a kid's puzzle? Where like there's the heads, the bodies, the legs, and you can make up the yeah. different workers and shit. Yeah, it was like that, but it was like somebody just made it up wrong, and it was like, okay, yeah. I got like, this Muslim <laughs> woman's head, but the fucking Ulrika Johnson's body from fucking whatever that show yeah, was in the eighties when she was tearing around. That's it. She gets married to a guy that's really strict, and he says you put on the whole gear. He's there. I've been running for twenty years yeah. trying to keep my body great. Now you're covering me up. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. What's this girl even exercising for? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's not like anybody's going to see her fucking body unless she has like our, our skinny fit burka or something yes. like that. I don't know. But anyhow, that's uh, jogging Muslims. Yes. It was uh, DC Comics. Okay. They get into trouble. Oh, was nice when you delve into the, the knowledgeable yes. world of comics that you have. It is. <laughs> Go on. What are they in trouble for? Batman, Batgirl and the Joker. Yeah. This variant cover. Oh, the variant cover. Is rapey. Yeah, it's rapey. I know yeah. the cover. I have heard a bit about it. I didn't hear what the complaint was. It's rapey. That's not rapey. It's it's him smearing what you can assume is blood because at one point it's running down our face. He has one hand over our shoulder holding a gun and he has smeared a smile onto our face in blood. Now, you show me that he got that blood from her freshly pummeled pussy from unconsensual yeah. sex but and I'll call it rapey. He's the Joker, he's not everybody's best friend. He's no. the bad guy. But Joker cripples Batgirl. He makes her become, she ends up becoming a character called Oracle, who's basically like, she's sitting at the computer for Batman, feeding yeah. him information. So, a little bit better than the lollipop girl from Wolf Creek. Um, I don't remember that. The man severs her spinal cord and she shows her head on a stick. Oh, okay. I can't remember. It's a long time since I've seen that. But yeah, there's been a bit of hullabaloo lately. There's been a few. Wow, this made The Independent. Yeah. Wow, that says a lot. DC Comics has pulled the cover for a forthcoming issue of Batgirl comic featuring the villain the Joker holding a gun across her shoulders and drawing a smile and blood across her face. The cover, which was drawn by Raphael, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the surname, was intended to pay homage to 1998's Batman standalone story, The Killing Joke, that's the one where he shoots her in the spine, in which the Joker attacked Batgirl, leaving her in a wheelchair. The variant cover for the forthcoming issue 41 was produced as part of a Joker month in June, in which all DC comics will be available with an alternate cover featuring the villain in some form. A number of fans responded negatively to the cover, posting hashtag change the cover on Twitter and Tumblr, saying the cover was offensive and promoting rape culture. But the hashtag has since been taken over by fans who are disappointed by what they see as DC Comics' decision to censor a work of art. I was just about to say, that's mm. censorship gone mad it is. is what it is. Like, at the end of the day, um, we'll post this picture will be up on the website. But nothing in that picture, to me, denotes rape. No. They're both fully clothed. It's from about her chest up. He's a gun draped over her shoulder, not even pointed at her. You know what I mean? And he's smearing a, a smile yeah. on her face. If it was Robin, is he buggering Robin? Is he raping Robin? Yeah, is he, yeah, is he really fucking sodomized yeah. the boy wonder. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of them things. Just because like it's said, a girl doesn't mean it's rape. I know, I mean, because, yes, you know, if the rookie taught us anything, maybe she's about to rape the Joker. Possibly. But, uh, 
Yeah, no, it's one of those things where I know recently there has been a bit of a hullabaloo, generally over variant covers. There was one in relation to Spider Woman, I think, as well. I can't remember, again, what the hullabaloo was because I don't tend to read it because I think it's complete bullshit. It's art in the highest fucking form. It is pure comic book art de- depicting well-known characters doing things, you know, that sort of way. You know, let it fucking be. It is what it is. You don't like it, you don't like it. It's a bit controversial. You find it offensive. So yeah. what? Nobody it, else is allowed yeah. to read it or watch it. Yeah, but now that, that, I mean, I can't believe that they actually pulled the cover. Like, I didn't know that they'd pulled it. Like, I had heard that it was a hullabaloo, but it's insanity. Like, I mean... There's, I mean, especially just given the picture of what it is, there's nothing about it that denotes rape. No. It's promoting rape culture. It's the fucking Joker. I don't, to my knowledge, and I'm not the biggest fucking Batman, uh, you know, fan, but I don't think the Joker's ever raped anybody. You know what no, I mean? No, I don't think so. You know, I, I don't think I've ever read a comic bar possibly Punisher or Walking Dead where rape was even touched on, you know, that sort of way. Most other comics, they, they don't tend to yeah, go that dark. No, why the last man a little bit, but was, he's the last man. Yeah, so there's bound to be a bit, yeah, there's bound to be a few fucking sex crazed and yeah. retired strong women running around wanting a piece of that lad, yeah. And his monkey, he had a monkey, he did. He? That's right, yeah. <laughs> the last dude monkey is The last dude monkey, there you go. People, you know, can't get man dick, there's yeah. a bit of monkey, Mickey, you know. Yeah, it's, um,. I don't know. It's, it's it's one of them things where you're left scratching your head, kind of just going, you know, the internet gave everybody a voice, but I'm not sure that that was a good yeah. thing. And it's like the McGregor thing. It's a bandwagon. Let's jump on this. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't, you know, nobody'd notice unless somebody pointed it out to them. Exactly. People you hark back to don't the, read comics wouldn't um, notice. Do you remember the whole um, Russell Brand and Jonathan Ross scandal about five, six years ago? Yes. Um, Russell it, Brand, they were talking about I think there's a John Cleese maybe no it's the writer from Faulty Terrors Manuel was that not Cleese no he was the owner of the hotel okay well okay whoever it was anyway it turns out that then Russell Brand made some comment about oh yeah he slept with his fucking granddaughter or something like that or he made yes. something along those lines which sounds a little sinister when you hear the word granddaughter but it turns out that this girl is in her 20s or whatever yeah. like that so well, Manuel was in his 40s or 50s and Cleese made this in the early 80s. Yeah, so this guy's <laughs> old. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, this guy... So, But it was also factual. It turns out that, like, Brand had been with this girl. And from what I can understand, she was a bit of a nick girl, kind of put it around a little and all this sort of crack. So the statement was 100% true. But anyway, this statement errs. And the BBC or whoever it was, they received five complaints. And then some newspaper or some media source goes with it, and all of a sudden there's a couple of thousand complaints. Now, I don't think that those complaints should actually be entertained. No, because you, you have a deadline of Yeah, you cannot be offended after the fact. You know, I can't turn around. That's like me now turning around and, you know, giving out to the fucking Germans about Hitler. Like, yeah. you know, that's our way. The Germans now have nothing. They're so far removed <laughs> from it. It's, my argument's invalid, like, you know, that's our way. And it's the same thing. Unless there's one goose stepping around gassing the local Jews. Yeah, other than that, he's allowed, you know, yeah, I'm allowed to go after him. But it is. It's one of those things where the initial five should be the complaint that's listened to. Yeah. and addressed and then you kind of you weigh it up and you kind of go okay well five people give out about this we have viewership numbers of 10,000 on this show so that's not even worth talking to the lads about but all of a sudden if you have 10,000 listening to the show and all of a sudden the complaints go up to 3,000 well that's a big yeah. portion of your demograph you know so but no but, it is but, but it's a I'm weird thing I'm not writing a strongly worded letter about anything Yeah. if somebody says something I don't like 
I don't like that. Yeah, well, I it's might, like um, I might turn it off. That's that. That's exactly. There you go. The best form of protest is to just not go back to it. It's like Rogan. Um, a good while ago, last year, at some point, a couple of podcasts in a row that I listened to of Rogan. He was just being bitchy and snide, and I didn't like his his demeanor on his show, and it completely put me off it. Did I fucking start a hashtag, you know, shut up rogue? Yeah. Or no, did I fuck? I stopped listening to his podcast. Yeah, moved on to something else. There you go. You know, we moved on, started listening to a bit of Corolla or whatever else I found at the time. And that's it. There you go. There's your protest right there. Stop giving the guy yeah. numbers. Plain and simple. Unsubscribe. He's lost a follower or whatever. And if enough people were offended and done that, and all of a sudden there's a drop of... 2,000 followers on his fucking podcast, he's going to take note to that himself, like, you know, that sort That's of like... like... with the... the X Factor. They never play any Cancerbat songs. I'd like if they did. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it because they don't. Yeah, exactly. It's... Yeah, you're not going to start a fucking hate mail yeah. campaigning. It's like that. I could never understand when... Do but I remember? do want to hear... Simon critiquing somebody singing coughing up blood yeah they are, are rats or something yeah, I would like to see that yeah just the the pop version yeah. of it. but no it was like even and I have to say I didn't agree with I did buy the single just because I just thought it'd be fun to hear a play that as a Christmas number one but when Killing Him the Name got to number one but like when I think back to it now I kind of go you know what it's not really fair on that one person who this was their moment yes Simon Cowell's making money off it Simon Cowell didn't make fuck all less money off it by people getting killing in the name to number one I guarantee that that yeah. song still sold the same number it was going to sell just it people. just didn't sell as many as killing in the name so it, nothing really happened there all you done was actually take away from some fucking kid I don't know who the fuck it was that year whoever it was that had won but all you done was take away their moment of having yeah. a number one and then like. didn't do it the following year keep doing it you have to keep yeah. doing it you just can't yeah, if stop you're argument is that valid and that strong yeah. yeah you don't get one in and kind of go oh yeah point proven yeah. the point wasn't proven X Factor was back the following year and X Factor was probably number one the following year like, yeah, you know, no that's it, was. it is it's, it's one of those things though where it is it's just again hark back to the original point of time it's, it's the bandwagon mentality I, I mean it's this fucking sheepish way of going on. Just follow the herd. You know, somebody says something. You don't. You know, you're not thinking for yourself. You know, that's how. I, I mean, I, I have a problem with just about fucking everything. You know, me and you are the same. Yes. We give out about <laughs> everything. Where you know, we've people annoy us. The public annoys us. Everybody's a dickhead. I always hark back to my father asking me. I would have been in maybe my mid teens, and my dad actually asked me. Uh, you know the famous quote from my father being is anyone not a dickhead <laughs> is there anyone who's not a dickhead he used to ask me because no matter what was brought up or who was mentioned I'd be like oh they're a dickhead oh they're a dickhead dickhead was my word like and that was it but this is the thing this is this is where I come from this is how I am and that's it I don't suffer fools easily and I don't expect to be suffered myself but I'm not going to start some campaign against people. I'm not going to... I mean, I'm not going to all of a sudden fucking take a run of fucking lethal dialect because he didn't agree with my opinion on Facebook. Yeah. I had me say back at the dude, done. That's the end of that. That's it. Done. War under the bridge. Good luck and thanks. You know yeah. that sort of way. But I don't know. I guess it's, it's this thing, though, where, like I say again, the internet gave people a voice and the vast majority of these people shouldn't have had a voice. No. Plain and simple. It is. Okay. And else? Yeah, we got to pick the... Oh, Double yeah. up on our movie it's box. It's not of doom. that time, people. Uh, turns out, werewolves, strippers versus werewolves. It's very hard to find. Yeah, not a highly downloaded movie, so we found it very hard to get it. I couldn't find it. 
James found a copy. Uh, as it turns out, he found two copies. One wouldn't work, one would. He ended up deleted the wrong one, gave me the one that wouldn't work. So it turns out we didn't get to watch it. So we're not going to disappoint you because it looks like a fucking, it looks like a classic. Okay. It's a gem, this one. So we're not going to disappoint you. We are going to watch it, but we haven't watched it this week. So what we're going to do is we're just going to carry on, pick another film, and we're going to have to double up next week. So it's going to be movie-tastic next yes. week. So shake that motherfucker up. Pick us out something decent. We're losing daylight faster. I don't know if you're going to be able to read this or not. It'll be that, uh, that other film, uh, vaguely like... Oh. Yeah, Strippers versus the Zombies or yes. something. You didn't like that. That that was kind of a fairly ominous exhale there yeah, when, you, yeah. when you looked at that. Yeah, I've seen this film twice. And you have? Yeah. I don't think I could, I have to watch it again. I don't think I could, though. Well, you know, we don't, we, like, we've dropped the question thing, so, I mean, if you've seen it twice, are you like... The rugby team. Oh, Matt Damon? No, that's Invictus. Not yes. Invictus. Okay. Uh, you end up in the... In the not sure. the Alps, the... the ones in South America. You sure you've seen this film twice? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, just don't know the name of the mountain range. Uh, the Andes? I don't know, I'm showing, Very my, ig- the I'm showing my ignorance now. Go on, let's shut up before we, 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 we prove ourselves fools. We're up and have the frozen mountaintops for a few weeks. Alive? Alive. I've never seen it. That's the one where they eat each other and yeah. shit. You gotta eat your teammates' arse. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta carve, yeah. carve it off with the... With the How long the were they up there? Uh, long enough that yeah, I got the corpse of your mate looks good. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, when all of a sudden frozen arm seems appetizing. Yeah. Alive, yeah, it was a pretty, I'm going to say 80s. 92, I think. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Hang on, we have internet, we're inside today, so I'll, I'll just... Um, not in the cave. Yeah, we're not in the back cave today. Alive, 93, Ethan Hawke, yes? Yeah? Okay. No, he was in it either. He is. Um, Uruguayan rugby team stranded in the snow-swept Andes. You mm. see the big brain on Brad. Are forced to use desperate measures to survive after a plane crash. Directed yes. by Frank Marshall. Frank Marshall. I know that name. Uh, Ethan Hawke, Vincent Spano, and Josh Hamilton. Hang on, I just got to look at Frank Marshall. That name kind of sounds familiar to me. Penny Marshall's dad. Um, I do not know. Known for he is a producer known for Back to the Future, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So yeah, that's yeah, married to Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, that's no yes. one that we know. Um, so we have werewolves and strippers. Be a lot of eating going on. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people chowing down on things. Yeah, the, the only way there could have been more was if it was the zombies versus strippers one. Yes, the werewolves would be eating. Whatever werewolves eat. Yeah, this werewolves, though, um, after looking it up and stuff, it looks like it's going to be pretty fucking bad. It does. It's like half of the cast of EastEnders and shit are in it. Like, uh, uh, the synopsis seems to read like it's like some fucking chief werewolf gets killed in a strip club and they have until the next full moon to try and get their shit together or something because the werewolves are going to come for them. Or All right. Because you're just going to leave. Yeah, apparently not. That That's... Plot was too thin for to have something that obvious happen. <laughs> right, so so check back next week where we will have strippers versus werewolves. Yeah, werewolves eating strippers, uh, um, ruby teams eating their dead mates, arses. and strippers eating cock. <laughs> yeah, nice false. Um, at what point though are you torn into cannibalism? I don't know. Maybe a week. But, yeah, but you see, because I gotta assume that you're fairly fucking hungry after a day. 
But do you still have that hope of rescue in your head where you don't want to be yes. that guy who let your mate leak, you yes. know, that sort of way? You don't want to be the guy with the helicopter comes over the ridge. Yeah, you're, 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 you're a leg in your hand, yeah. <laughs> kind of going, oh, sorry, <laughs> just put this down now, yeah. Yeah, like uh, Abe Simpson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so we should leave it there for this week. Uh, check back next week for a movie-tastic episode. Yes. For me, Derek, it's goodbye. And from James, goodbye. Jog on. <laughs>